Rockies 102.9. The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew exhilarates and quenches with its one-of-a-kind great taste. Mountain Dew, this is how we do. Win, 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 win. Yeah. everything goes. Win, win, Ladies win, and gentlemen, win. welcome back to the show. Another return appearance. Jim Paschke. Good morning, Jim. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm great. Ready to go. How are you? <laughs> uh, ready to go as well. On a scale of 1 to 10, Jim, what is your excitement level right now? I always leave room at the top, so I'll say 9. Right, because you got to pace yourself through the day because 7.30 is liftoff, correct? Exactly, 7.30. Uh, and for me, it's 6.30 for a pregame show, and there's a few things going on before that, but uh, this will be a busy day and a great day. What do you have to take care of before game time? Well, right now I'm in the office, uh, you know, compiling notes and uh, trying to get as much information as possible, and uh, we'll take care of that on pre- and post-game shows. We can't do the games now after the first round. It's all network television, but uh, we still try to provide as much as we can in terms of background, and uh, I'll be working with Craig Kishan and Steve Novak and Katie George tonight, so it's always a lot of fun, so I spend the day doing that, and then uh, we get to the arena tonight. I think I have an interview with Oscar Robertson before the game. Um, then we do our pregame show and uh, watch the game, do a halftime hit, and then postgame show. So plenty to do. I'd rather be calling the game, of course, but uh, this is the second-best option for me. Yeah, you already took my, my next question I was going to say, but you would rather be calling the game, sitting behind a mic, enjoying this, correct? Absolutely. Uh, these games are intense, and every possession is uh, great to watch and try to figure out. And when you get to this level, it's fantastic basketball, great competition. The crowd is off the charts, of course, in uh, every venue that the Bucks will play in now. And so, um, you know, it doesn't get better than this. Could you uh, – now, I know that it, it, this is all local. You're seen in Milwaukee. So there's – you're a fan, right? You don't try to really be impartial. You, you admit you're a fan. But could you temper that if you had to and just go neutral and look at both sides and break this game down? Oh, absolutely. I, I think, um, yeah, while we do local television for the Bucks all season, uh, I would like to think that we approach it, uh, you know, from the standpoint of giving information on both sides, both teams, analyzing the game fairly and squarely. And uh, that's our that's the point from which we start every game. And, of course, uh, people understand that we uh, are working for the Bucks and on this side of things, but uh, we try to go at it as, as fairly as we possibly can. How much interaction are you going to have with the Toronto people today, broadcasters, whatever, asking about the team? Are you asking them about, uh, about the Raptors? Oh, we'll talk. Um, we always do. And it's a little different in this particular case because the local broadcasters in Toronto are allowed to do everything in the playoffs all the way through the oh, finals no. should they reach the finals because – uh, it's a network situation. It's outside the United States, so their rules are a little bit different. Uh, they'll be here. They'll be working, and I'm sure that uh, we'll touch base and talk, and they'll ask me what's going on. Uh, and that's pretty standard practice uh, throughout the season and, of course, in the playoffs. Can you compare any of this to the last time the Bucks were in the finals back in 2001? Um, you know, there... it's very interesting. They had a big three back then, of course, Ray Allen, Glenn Robinson, Sam Cassell, and um, – that team, though, was different. That team won 52 games. This team won 60. Uh, the 2001 team, in my opinion, was a little bit 
goofy, if you will. They they could lose games just as easily as they could win them. They won more than they lost, but you never quite knew what they were going to do. And when they got into that uh, seven-game series with Philadelphia, a missed eight- or ten-foot shot by Glenn Robinson in game five was huge. And then, of course, Scott Williams uh, put an elbow in the throat of Allen Iverson in game six, was suspended for game seven, and the Bucks were unable to advance to the finals. So uh, that's very vivid and raw in my memory, and it's time to erase all of that. So there you go. So I know you're not into predictions, but just based on what you see on each team, what what do you like, what don't you like about these matchups? Well, I think it's uh, pretty clear the two superstars are going to be fun to watch, Kawhi Leonard for Toronto and, of course, Giannis for Milwaukee. And the second best players on each of those teams will probably defend the superstars for the most part in this series. Chris Middleton will be on Kawhi Leonard. That'll be great to watch. And then Pascal Siakam will probably get the lion's share of time defending Giannis. However, in clutch situations, if the game goes to you know late situations in the fourth quarter and even earlier in the game in key situations, you might see Kawhi Leonard and Giannis defending each other. So it'll be fascinating to see how that plays out. Uh, the benches are critical in this series. Uh, last season, Toronto had perhaps the best bench in the league. I think the Bucks have perhaps the best bench in the league this season. Toronto's bench is decent, but they have not performed well in the playoffs. And then I think the third thing are the point guards. Two stocky point guards that uh, can have big games or they can, you know, struggle at times, Kyle Lowry and uh, Eric Bledsoe. So those are the key matchups as I look at this series. So if you're a basketball fan, everybody knows about Kawhi. Everybody knows about Giannis, correct? Yes. I mean, if you're watching these games, how much of the country is going to go, well, who's this guy? Who's that guy as far as both teams go? I mean, because it's not an East Coast or a West Coast team where you know, we're, we're here in flyover land, and we kind of get ignored during the regular season. I think there's a lot of teams or a lot of a lot of basketball fans who don't really believe the Bucks are this good yet, to tell you the truth. Well, nationally, that's probably true. Um, they're going to learn more about George Hill, and they're going to learn more about Pat Connaughton. On the Bucks side of things, they've been performing extremely well in the postseason off the Bucks bench. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, of course, is back now, and uh, they're going to learn – what he means to the Bucks team. And then uh, on the Toronto side, you have a Fred Van Vliet who can play extremely good basketball. And there are others on that Toronto team that uh, might make their names more well-known in this series. So that's the beauty of postseason basketball. Uh, the stars come out for sure, and then uh, there's usually one or two players that, that do something that gets your attention. So that'll be fun to watch in these games. So if you're in the office already, Jim, um, you got there at what time this morning? Oh, a little before nine. And are are you going to be there all day, or are you headed home at some point today to take a shower or change your shirt or something like that? Well, I brought a change of clothes, and I can do all of that here <laughs> if I have to. Um, you know, on a typical game day, I, I work all the way through, and then I just go to the arena, change clothes there, and uh, and do the game. Uh, today, I'll probably work all day. It feels like one of those days. Uh, and uh, some days, you know, if it's light, in, when I'm not calling the game, I can slip out and, and run home for a little bit. But today I might stay. I'm, I'm kind of amped up today, so I'll probably hang around and uh, enjoy the atmosphere and get over to the arena perhaps earlier than usual and just soak all of that in. But, uh, you know, these days are rare, and uh, I'm going to take every one of them and enjoy it to the fullest if I can. 
a championship series. This ain't no shirt changing game. This is you. You show up with your stuff on. Are you? I'm su- sorry, I didn't hear that question. That's all right. Are you superstitious at all during any of this? Do you wear? Uh, do you put? Do you get dressed in a certain way? Where? Yeah, you, know, you got to have this uh, watch I on. I wear every day. I I, I don't. <laughs> okay, so there's. I, yeah, I, I I don't. Not too much. Uh, not too much. No. You know, it's decided by the players on the court. I'm. Uh, I'm just one of the lucky ones that gets to talk about it, but uh, you know, I, I don't feel like uh, like what I do uh, affects too much on the on the floor or in the series or anything like that at all. Hey, back during the '82 series when the Brewers and Cardinals were playing, for some reason I thought it helped the team if I did not go to the bathroom during the game, so I would just sit there in my chair and squirm around. And wow, turn, turns You're out going to ask that it turns out mm. it turns out that in Game Seven my magic powers went away in that series, Jim. Yeah, I remember that one too. I was in St. Louis uh, for Game Seven, and uh, I can—I don't even have to close my eyes, and I can visualize the final out. Gorman Thomas at the plate, and the disappointment, and then uh, uh, the bus ride after the game to the airport. I remember all of that, and the disappointment from Robin Yount and all the guys. And uh, you know, I've been very blessed to uh, experience some things in the state of Wisconsin and in this city that have been remarkable to the point where you never forget them. So uh, my thanks uh, always goes out for that for that advantage that I've had. Well, thanks, Jim. Thanks for spending some time with us this morning. And, uh, you know, Bob is going to ask you a urine question. And no, I asked that turn one. Turn it I'm... into something good about something baseball. Here's a, here's one awesome that'll be... for you. Here's a, pleasant, guest. here's a pleasant memory for you, Jim. You started out at Channel 6. Now, not many people remember that because it was a long time ago. Correct. That is true. That, I, right. uh, you were the sports guy yeah, at Channel I, I, 6. Yeah, I came to Channel 6 in 1980 working with Earl Gillespie, the great Earl Gillespie. And uh, I was able to, let's see, I was there for six years, seven years before I started this gig, the Bucks and the Brewers, 86-87 uh, with the Bucks and 87 with the Brewers. And uh, I worked part-time at Channel 6 until about 95-96. And since then I've been full-time with the Bucks. But uh yeah, I, uh, I'm glad I did that because I got a chance to learn the city, cover the city, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been here since 1980, been in Wisconsin since 77, and I'm not going anywhere. This is my home now, and, and I love this city, and I love this state. So. How far into your closet do you have to dig to find a Channel 6 piece of, uh, like a shirt or a jacket from, from back then? What a great question. I have so much Bucks gear, it probably would take <laughs> me a little while to find something from Channel 6. There has to be one piece that I've saved, I'm sure. Uh, why? You know, just because you do that, I guess. Um, you know, the Bucks, the Bucks gear has overwhelmed that over these 33 years, so I have to clean that out, too. <laughs> Is it a closet or just a clothes bomb that you have going on there? It's kind of there? a pile. Yeah. It's kind of a pile, yeah. yeah. Well, you look good on TV. You've always got a nice starched shirt on, and your tie is always straight, Jim. Well... Well, my tie, my head's on crooked, but my ties, you know, I try to keep my ties straight. So, All right, well, thanks, Jim. They tell me my ties are always crooked. They straighten them out for me, and <laughs> I can't seem to get that right, but I appreciate you saying that it looks halfway good. Yeah, you look good on TV. All we'll, right, uh, well. We'll be watching the post game. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, Jim, thanks for the time this morning. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Let's coach this thing home tonight. Jim Paschke, you can catch him tonight pre- and post-game with the Bucks.